This week's podcast is proudly brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. For 85 years, DU has worked to restore, enhance, and protect wetlands to the benefit of wildlife and people. It's a daunting challenge and one our supporters take very seriously because to them, nothing is more important than the outdoors we all cherish. And it all starts in our local chapter events. To find an event near you or to join our volunteer team, go to www.ducks.org. DU, a proud sponsor of the Lone Star Outdoors show and sportsmen everywhere. It's about time I see it in your eyes I don't believe you when you start to cry It's about time that everybody knows We ain't together, baby, anymore It's about time and I hope I don't cross the There's a little William Park Green kicking things off for us on episode 626 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. I'm Cable Smith. Thank you so much for being here. It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor, as always, to be here talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies. So thanks for dropping by today. It is a great day to be alive in the great outdoors. Unfortunately, and I didn't really get to do anything outdoors last week. Erin had her um, ACL surgery, a, uh, a gift from the mountains of purgatory, Colorado, tore that thing on the last run of the last day, of course, right? And then she got to come down the mountain in a sled being uh, pulled by ski patrol. (laughs) But she had the surgery this week, and so uh, I had to pick up the slack around the house, facilitate getting kiddos to school and soccer and gymnastics, all that stuff. I'll be danged if I there just wasn't any time left in the day. But on Thursday of this week, I'm leaving for Hawaii to go axis deer hunting. Much like Texas, Hawaii has an introduced free-ranging population of shital or axis deer. But uh, shital is what they are referred to in their native India. Either way, they're thriving in Texas. They are thriving in Hawaii and I am going to uh, Maui. I know it's it's a rough life, but uh, and no, I'm not taking the family. Just a work trip for Dad to uh, Maui. So I'm excited about that. I love hunting axis deer, and to to be there right at the beginning of the rut in a place that I've never done it before, a place as beautiful as Hawaii. Yeah, pumped. And even uh, I didn't tell the wife this, but added an extra day on the back end just in case we get it done early so that I can go fishing somewhere on Maui. Uh, So big plans for next week. Hope you guys were able to get outdoors, though. And, you know, turkey season wrapping up for uh, us here in Texas. And a lot of folks, though, farther north, um, really getting into it prime time right now. So hope you guys are uh, just having a wonderful spring. Bear season's firing off I'm, I'm so jealous i'm seeing some of my friends up in montana well i don't know if they can use bait in montana i don't think i don't think they can but idaho they certainly can uh and seeing lots of posts of just expired donut filling and basically anything bakeries have thrown away in the last month uh, my buddies have been compiling that by the truck beds and uh, are using that to to get their baits going 
So enjoying seeing that. I don't have plans to go bear hunting this spring, but like I said, as soon as I can get to Canada, mm-hmm, got a black bear hunt on Vancouver Island that I cannot wait to do. It's been two years in the making. Uh, we'll see when they'll let us in, if they'll let us in. I did find out, though, um, on another note, that Argentina is back open for business, regardless of vaccination status. So that's another one of those trips that's been on the back burner for two years. Might have to do that one coming up here very soon. Um, all right. What are we doing today? Let me tell you. You know what to do. Pull up a stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pull yourself another cup of that Black Rifle coffee out of Granddaddy's beat-up old Stanley Thermos because we're ready to rock and roll. And we've only got one guest scheduled for today, and that's awesome because it's one of my good friends. He's an avid duck hunter. He is an amazing singer, songwriter. I think he's a pretty casual fisherman, but the great William Clark Green will be here, and we will uh, we'll talk a lot of hunting. He just got a new lab. We might talk about training dogs, uh, but for sure we will talk about his brand spanking new record, Baker Hotel. We'll take a listen to a couple tracks off of that. And generally speaking, just shoot the crap with one of our oldest friends. And uh, I think this is Will's like fourth or fifth time on the show over the years. And all that means is we're getting old. <laughs> uh, I remember when he first started out. The first time he was here in studio, we were both in our God, late 20s probably. He's a little younger than me. He might have been mid-20s, early 20s even. But uh, time flies. And he's had uh, a great run over the last decade or so. I think he's only getting better with time. So we'll take a listen to some new tunes. Like I said, check out Baker Hotel. Talk a little hunting and who knows what else uh, with William. So that's what's on the docket for today. And if you're not familiar with William's music, well, you're in for a treat. Uh, guarantee you that. Um, let's do a quick giveaway. I've got an annual membership to Safari Club International. And um, if you if you haven't been following along, like SCI is so important as far as keeping us in the loop with what's going on. Uh, New York State just voted in favor of passing a trophy importation ban. So both rhino species, lion, uh, leopard, elephant, and giraffe, which isn't even on the endangered species list and has never been considered part of the big five. Giraffe, you now can't import these things into New York. And SEI was all over that, posting links of how to contact uh, the politicians that were making these decisions. And unfortunately, um, Commissioner Kaminsky is his name. Well, it's an absolute total loser of a human being. In the preliminary hearing, he did a Zoom call with all of the people on that board that would ultimately vote to decide the fate of this trophy importation ban bill. And this complete a-hole had the audacity to live in the meeting when these people cast their votes in favor of, no, they don't want a trophy importation ban. He said, okay, so two votes in favor of big game poaching. <laughs> Just so out of touch. I mean, we if you're listening to this show, it goes without saying you know that hunting is conservation. They've just condemned all of these species because if they have no value, they're not going to stay in the landscape. And hunters provide value. We put our money where our mouth is. And we are happy to do it. Sometimes paying astronomical prices to go do these things. And that's okay. 
But uh, when you take hunting out of the equation, the wildlife always loses, and these morons can't see the forest for the trees. So we'll stay on top of that story and see if there's any appeal or if there's anything that can be done. But again, uh, SCI, so important in, in that fight against these idiotic bills and legislations that uh, the woke anti-hunting community likes to try to force upon us. Uh, and anyway, today we have uh, an SCI uh, cap t-shirt and membership value. I think it's like a hundred bucks. Uh, and we'll give that away to uh, one of you guys. Just email conservation. That's conservation to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. And uh, you're entered into today's SCI giveaway. Coming up next, William Clark Green joins us right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Let's face it, guys. We all would love to own land, right? But they're not making any more of it. However, there's a solution. Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. Whether you want it for recreating, ranching, fishing, hunting, or just to get the hell out of Dodge for the weekend, visit Lone Star Ag Credit today to start making that dream a reality. Folks said that I would change my mind Cable Smith, welcoming everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, presented by Mossberg Firearms. We are all set to check in with a good friend, William Clark Green, but... Before we get into that conversation, this segment is proudly brought to you by All Season Smokers. You know what I've been doing lately? Pork belly burnt ends almost every dang weekend now. I'm really on a pork belly bender, uh, but been doing those on my All Season Smoker. One hour, I just throw a little dry rub on there. One hour. You do have to you do have to watch them. You don't want one side to get charred, but oh, delicious! They caramelize beautifully, and uh, All Seasons has an entire lineup of uh, smokers, barbecue pits, and pellet grills. You can find it all at allseasonsfeeders.com. With that being said, let's bring him on right now. Longtime friend of the show, singer songwriter, honky tonker extraordinaire, William Clark Green. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, it's good to see you. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, the last time I saw you was in New York City, Valentine's Day 2020. was wild. That's crazy. Yeah. So. And a lot of faith since that end, so. <laughs> uh, wow, I didn't realize that was the last time we'd seen each other. So yeah, That was, uh, let's see, you guys and Flatland Calvary were wrapping up uh, like an East Coast uh, tour. And I surprised the wife and, and took her up there 
uh, it was an awesome show. And, uh, and then, you know, a few weeks later, the world lost its mind. Yeah. It's, and that's, that was the last run. Cause we went to, uh, that was the last hurrah. And that's when it, that was kind of ground zero for it, I guess. Yeah. So it was there. We, we were in the midst of it, you know, <laughs> yeah. no one, no one was none the wiser. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Then I guess I didn't see a live show for like, geez, 18 months or something. It was a long time. Um, yeah. but I guess COVID probably gave you plenty of time to write and, uh, reflect i don't i don't know what was that what was that time frame like for you man new i've never for me i've been doing been playing music every week for since i was 20 20 or 18 years old so Mm -hmm. i didn't know i I never had a break or a weekend off really so um it's kind of like a forced break which was really awesome uh coming off the busiest touring year of my life probably and really just uh like the forced slowdown was awesome for me um got to really reflect do reflection and spend a lot of time at home which i'd never done so yeah. uh, it was great really really put everything in pri- all my priorities and and focus and and really made me realize that maybe there are certain things i don't have to work so hard at and have more of a a life outside of music, you know? So, I mean, I'm a big believer in working hard, but man, dedicating every minute and every aspect and every, all your time to it and having nothing, you know, to not even know what being home feels like. Maybe, maybe you're doing it a little too much, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I remodeled my house in Fort Worth and, um, and then, and I was the contractor on it. And then I'd remodel the family farm out in Eastland and I was a contractor on that. And uh, so I had my, really, I was busy um, uh, dealing with that and messing with Home Depot. And God bless, that's ugh, what a nightmare uh, Home Depot is if you're trying to remodel a house, just getting everything from there. Because at the farmhouse, see, well, I'm buying, I'm not buying anything now. Nice. I'm just buying everything, you know, from Home Depot pretty much. So, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it just was it's interesting, interesting to, to completely do what I, have been my profession to stop it and to, to try to figure out another one was real interesting. Yeah. Well, I've never done any real remodeling, but I guess like everybody, I had more time on my hands last spring and I, uh, I found out that the McKinney high school, uh, baseball team was cutting up the outfield and we're selling it for a fundraiser and they're, they're putting turf down. So redoing their whole field. So they're getting rid of their grass, this beautiful, uh, Bermuda tiff. And so I was like, I got some dead spots in the front yard and I went and got some and I put it in there. I was like, Oh, that looks nice. And next thing you know, I basically resodded my entire front yard. It took like a week to do, but you know, I just start, I got a few little pieces of, of grass and then, Oh dude, the amount of work. And it just, I was like, maybe I should just, should have just paid someone to do that. You know, but it, yeah. it looked nice. What's up? I mean, you have to dig, you have to get down to the dirt to put that stuff in, and that's not fun or easy. No, it wasn't fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was terrible, and it was one of those things where I just was like, uh, you know, I opened the faucet, and then the floods came. I was like, what, what did I do to myself? Why did I do this? Yeah, I think you're like me, just like man. It might take us a while to make a decision, but once we make a decision, it's we're going to accomplish it come hell or high water. 
Yeah. Like it's, there's no doubt in my mind. Like there's, it's, it's, it's going to be full on. So I definitely. Yeah. Um, so I, a lot of people, I guess the silver lining for you was more time to slow down. Although you, you took on other projects at the house and everything, but I mean, Americans in general had a lot more time for, uh, for hunting and fishing. So were you able to at least spend a little bit more time in the outdoors? Um, well, I had, I would, so I just duck hunt. So uh-huh. I wouldn't, that year was my, uh, that year was my most hunted year, but it was our most successful year as our, the, the amount of preparation we could have on a trip and the amount of like picking the right weekends to go, as mm-hmm. opposed to like, I have two days, I got to do something. Let's go. You know, like I got to get down there and do it just so I, to do it and just like, you know, then you get drunk around the campfire and go throw out decoys that aren't really how you're supposed to. And because you're hungover and you just sit there and you kind of have a half-ass hunt. Like that's typically what happens. Right. And we had like real cover. <laughs> yeah. We like had time to like actually dial in. We had probably one of the best hunts uh, I've had in a long time in Eastland. We had a five man limit. Um, all on a line and uh it was great widgeons pintails uh, and mallards i mean i just can't i just can't even you know for me especially hunting down in southeast texas like we're pretty much blue wing teal country and like and you know shooting a mallard is you really have to chase after them in the marsh which we ain't doing that Uh, (laughs) and uh, i mean you really got to get your their marsh legs in and that's just not that's not for me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, just to have the species was freaking awesome. I mean, we had two pintails, we had one green head and just a, a, a bunch of widgeons, a scalp here and there. Uh, but, uh, man, it was just awesome hunt. And we had that pretty much back to back. So great. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw this fall, you had a pretty good uh looking dove hunt at uh the faith ranch i saw a picture on your instagram of what you guys stacked them up yeah that's so that that's a buddy of ours has a lease on the faith ranch which is right there by tree uh, carrizo springs we kind of do the trip every year me and josh abbott do and uh it's awesome uh it's either like i mean one day will be awesome and one day won't be but it's every time i hunt the dove in the corpus christi area just anywhere in that south texas zone like it's always pretty like ridiculous. Like I, I don't know. They're migratory border birds, right? So they're coming from the North to South. I, th- there's no dove on my farm in Eastland. There's no dove in Eastland County. I haven't seen any really, but they're coming somehow. They're getting down there somehow, but they are all down there. And it's just like white wings mostly or morning dove. No, it's morning dove. And I mean, there's white wings around there for sure, but, um, but mainly morning dove. And it's just like crazy. Like I just, I don't know where they're, I don't know why we don't have, like, we have no dove in Eastland. Like, some oh. years we'll have a decent amount, like, but there weren't any this last two years. There was nothing. Hmm. Like, Iowa I mean, probably is, like, based off of the agricultural production around there. Yeah. yeah that's what they're going to come to. Um, would you ever uh, want to go to Argentina to dove hunt? Or yeah. Duck hunt? Yeah, I would the duck hunting. I would love to do too. But the thing with the Argentina hunt, like to witness it, would be amazing. But like, I've got no desire to shoot two thousand birds in one day. 
No, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'm good. I'm kind of good with like, I've had some really, I'll just say this. I've had some really, really good dove hunts before uh-huh. that we had a lot of birds and, uh, and, and it was, uh, a really fun time. Uh, and going down there and shoot to shoot 2000 in one day and have my shoulder just completely destroyed <laughs> and to witness. It would be really cool to watch, but like, man, at that point, it's just like, I mean, what, <laughs> how much shooting do you have to do? <laughs> right. Right. Well, and they charge you by the shell. So yeah, they want uh, you. To shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to do that trip, but I'll, I'm going to do it when it coincides with their duck season. And so you can choose like, you know, maybe dove hunt two days and then duck hunt two days and then do an upland hunt one day. But, well, they have different species of ducks down there too, yeah, don't they? Yeah, that's what's appealing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd just like to know, I'd like to know if the, your ducks taste like too, or is it just hard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just got to put a little effort in. No, I, fig- I figured it out. I figured out how to cook it. And, um, and, uh, and what, and I'll, what I do is I have, um, it doesn't even matter what you marinate them in. Some guys get real crazy on that. You can, I mean, wine, salt, seven up, salt water. It doesn't matter in my opinion. And, um, have you heard of Chupacabra seasoning? Uh-uh. So if you've ever check out Chupacabra, uh, it's called, it's two gringos, Chupacabra, Chuckalicious seasoning and you can get it some some gas stations have it um on the interstate on i-20 it's the best season i've ever had in my life but literally i use that rosemary garlic and uh uh rosemary rosemary garlic and butter and a cast iron skillet and i just sear it and then i took medium rare sear the shit on the outside and then cut it um cut it into like taco fajita meat and make talk duck tacos out of it and that is uh, with some coleslaw and like that is the and it tastes amazing um uh, and that's like we you know we're shooting a lot of widgeons and a lot of you know pintails and teal that's kind of what we go for with that like that medium rare once you overcook it you're screwed once you get to medium you're done so don't be afraid of the uh the purpleness in it you know yeah well and that's something that you you even sang about on the was it misunderstood album 2010 maybe uh i just remember that lyric uh the um the speckle belly goose and the mallard hen and the yeah. frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, an old one. Right. Yeah. Man, yeah. I had some a while. That's one thing. I, that's, that's one thing uh, I'd love to go do soon. I just, I'm not a big guided hunt person. Like mm-hmm. I like to do stuff like our guided fishing. I'm actually down in uh, crystal beach right now. And I'm taking some guys on uh, fishing. And I got it. Well, I'm going, we're all going on a guided fishing trip tomorrow. Um, uh, I'm kind of whining down in some guys that had uh, uh, that I auctioned myself off for our uh, my high cotton relief fund. So they're uh-huh. down uh, at the beach house and uh, we went out last night and we're cooking for them today. And uh, it's going to be a really fun day, but uh, that's why you missed our uh, 10 a.m. appointment. You guys went out too hard last night. I stayed up till 3 a.m. last night. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, shoot. I mean, uh, well, I, I didn't set an alarm because I was like, well, he kind of said 10 to 2. And you know, yeah. I'm, I was like, I'll make time. We'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Wasn't oh. expecting. Honestly, I haven't slept in past 10 in the longest of times. 
I mean, I'm pretty much a morning person. So when you said he 10 texted me at 7 a.m. the other morning, and I was like, God, he's up early for, for uh, a musician. But I was so exhausted after this last Cotton Fest. And then last week was crazy. And then LJT. And then, uh, and I just, I was just exhausted. I didn't, I didn't get home till it's a party 3 a.m. last night. And I was just like, but I wasn't drunk. I was just so tired. I just like hit the bed and I was like out. Yeah. And, and so, and then my dang dog was, I don't know what she got into, but she's acting like she was throwing up all night. Huh. So I don't know what she got into. Is, but she, I got, is this your bird dog? Yeah. I got a lab, uh, in December. So she's at six months right now and we're just started training. Uh, nice. and she's, she's doing so well. See, man, we haven't talked in so long that I didn't even know you got a lab. So that's awesome. You've got a, a sweet spot in my heart for all things Labrador retrievers. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back and see how that training is going. Uh, take a listen to some new music, among other things as well. That segment brought to you by Mossberg Firearms and the 940 Pro Waterfowl. It's what I used all of last season. Cycles beautifully. Shoulders like a dream. MSRP under $1,000. It's the new semi-auto-loading platform. That's the 940 Pro Waterfowl. And um, the cool thing is, you don't have to clean it. 1,500 rounds through it before they even recommend that you take a swab to that boar or a boar snake or whatever it is that you use to, uh, if you're like me, once in a while, clean your shotgun. It's the 940 Pro Waterfowl. You can find it at Mossberg.com. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. And I'll be the rainbow after the tears are gone. Wrap you in my colors and keep you warm. That's how strong my love is, darling. That's how strong my love Hey guys, Cable here, and last year was a wild year for censorship. It's only continuing in 2022 uh, for us hunters and anglers. So I've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women, by hunters and anglers just like you. It's a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged. Imagine that. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so many more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you get 10 bucks to the store just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started, and I'll see you over there. Cable here for Stealth Cam and the DS4K Ultra Trail Camera. Highest quality video on the market, bar none. It's 4K. It's incredible. And they've also got an entire lineup of cell cameras as well. You can find it all right there at StealthCam.com. I'm on a hood map, troubles in a frying pan With the speckled belly goose and a mallard hand Gonna eat my Cable Smith, welcome everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Uh, we've still got William Clark Green here with us today, and uh, we're going to get back into that conversation, talk a little 
hunting dogs momentarily. First, though, this segment is proudly brought to you by SCI, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I'm a proud member, and if you're not, I don't know what you're waiting for. There's no other organization that routinely puts its money where its mouth is when it comes to protecting your rights as a hunter and conserving these amazing, beautiful, awesome species that we love to pursue in the field. For more info, head over to safariclub.org. And with that being said, uh, Will, you mentioned before the break that you've just gotten a black lab, little female, I think you said six months old. Uh, how are things going with her? Uh, I wanted to ship her off uh, to uh, this uh, this girl down in uh, East Texas, Alex. I forgot her last name. Uh, she's a dog trainer in East Texas around the Franklin area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but my wife, uh, said there's not, uh, we don't ship family off. So, uh, mm. that was, <laughs> and I was like, well, I could save. And for me, it wasn't worth the argument. Cause I was like, okay, I could save $5,000 and not do it and not get an argument. I'm going to, and, and also I want to do it, but her bloodline's so great that I wanted to give her every opportunity to be great, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, but to me, I'm, yeah, whatever. Well, so. at the Smith house, we do ship off family members. So we've got uh, <laughs> little Jojo is here today is her last day in the house. And then she is back to the, to the kennel where she will, they'll actually take her up to Michigan for the entire summer. Cause it's too hot to train regularly in Texas. So he just oh. takes us the whole, the whole truck goes to Michigan. So she'll be there from the end of May until basically September 1st for dub season openers when I'll get her back. So my buddy's a dog trainer. Um, and he, he doesn't train for other people, but he just trains his own dogs. And he's, uh-huh. he's pretty, uh, and he, he's the, lives in Beaumont, but he spends his summers in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty common. This, uh, if you're really serious about it, like you want your dogs, like, like I'm gumbo is my dog's name and she's right. I wanted a runt female. It took me forever to find a runt female here. Gumbo. Come on. Hey, hey, come on. Come say hi. Be a girl. She's she about she tiny. Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's the perfect size. Yeah, but she's six months. I'm hoping her mom was 50, 50 pounds. I'm hoping she was too. I didn't want. Um, she's got big old feet, but I'm having like she just so she's just turned six months two days ago. Uh-huh. So I've kind of started her a little earlier. She's she's healing. She's sitting. She's kenneling. She's loading up. She's uh, sitting. She is. Uh, um, she understands no, uh, and she's uh, she's actually throwing. She's going on mark, so I can. Um, I can't. Well, I can't put on her mark yet, but I can. I can send her. Yeah. And I can say, I can say, fetch it up. I can say, go get it. All those things, and she won't break. And then I'll say, back, and she'll go. So nice. That's happened. That happened within a week, and we have like we have like two to three training sessions a day. Um, Cause we're on the bus and I've got nothing but time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, so far so good, but I'm more nervous with me being, cause she's been doing so great. Like I'm more nervous with me being like, okay, now I've got to study up. I've got this, like that, that Mike Lardy, uh, mm-hmm. EVD, yeah. uh, my buddy recommended, he said, this is a pretty good regiment. And, um, Luckily, she's so smart that um, I've been able. She's making it, making it easy on me. So, and I have awesome. the time. 
which is great. So that's the thing. Uh, I trained my first dog and then started having kids in life and was like, no, the last two they've gone off to the trainer and yeah, yeah, time is money. But when you have time, uh, then by all means, and it sounds like she's coming along nicely. Yeah, I mean, she's great. I just, I really want to get her like, I don't, you know, first of all, we won't ever do the field trial thing, but her dad, her dad was a grand, a na- grand national champion, grand champion, whatever the hell are called mm-hmm. the best. He's a badass. His, her pedigree is great. Um, the, the, the kennel I got her out of Northwest Arkansas was killer. Um, and, uh, it took me a couple of years to find a runt female. I had to get a runt female. So when I, every time I'd find a litter, all the pups would be taken, you know? Yeah. And I, I knew I wanted a runt female. I just had one girl, I had runt females growing up and I just, it was, they were always better, more docile dogs than all the other big males. And, yeah. um, and being on the bus and being on the road and being around a bunch of people and being around a bunch of other dogs, I don't want a big male. Testosterone filled male. Yeah. I want to, yeah. yeah. Since she's just been great. Like uh, in this house, we're in our friend's house right now and they've got this little, uh, mutt wiener dog and, and she, and, and Gumbo's six months, and this wiener dog's probably like, I don't know, eight. And she nipped at Gumbo, and Gumbo got her feelings. She got her feelings hurt. She said, <laughs> He just oh. likes sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sweet. Um, and she, uh, anyway, she was throwing, trying to pretend like she was throwing up all last night. And so, um, I did, yeah, I don't know if she got into a plant or something, but she's fine this morning. But she last night she was gagging all night. It was weird. Yeah, I like the runts too. That's what we have. We have a chocolate female. She's one, and she we just she was home like I told you from the trainer. Got her shots and went to the vet, and they were like, "Yeah, your dog weighs forty four pounds. Did oh. you know she was going to be that small?" And I was like, "Well, we we wanted the runt female, so we didn't know forty four pounds. I mean, she'll fill out a little bit, but like you said, fifty pounds probably." So with sand hills and, oh, and and big geese, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Like, I mean, at that point, it's like, I mean, I would rather have a smaller dog that fits into places that doesn't knock over everything in the house. And like, yeah, if you know, if she can't pick up sand hill cranes, like, well, you can only shoot three of them anyways. You won't work right. that door. <laughs> she I think they can pick them up because I took Belle, my my previous one before she she died in December. And I took her out to uh, to Lubbock, and we did a Sand Hill crane hunt. And she had cancer, so I knew she wasn't long for this world. Never been uh, crane hunting, and Bell weighed sixty three pounds, and she picked up. She did the first day; she picked up only like three, and then she got the hang of it. And the next day, I think we shot like twenty four, and she picked up eighteen of them. So, she wear- no, she didn't wear the goggles. Uh, the the guide's dog did. But I was like, well, my, my dog has cancer. So if she loses an eye, <laughs> better be free. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was worth it. Um, but yeah, well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a listen to a new tune off of uh, Baker Hotel. What do you want? What do you want to spin here? Um, man, I think my, my favorite song, I've, I've a handful of favorites. My favorite song to listen to is Feel Alive. We start we're starting every set out with that. It's the first song on the record. And it's just a, it's for me, it's a song. It's about a COVID really. It's just about like feeling trapped, you know, mm-hmm. like feeling like, you know, and it's like, you know, we're here on this planet. We're on this planet to live. Yeah. You know? uh, and at some point we have to start living again. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, let's take a listen to it. Like I hate this place. 
best, but I sure do need a change of pace. Man, I miss the good old days and how they made me feel. These walls of mine are closing in, my patience worn out, paper thin, and I just wanna wrap my hand around the steering wheel. This songbird is singing, and you can kiss my ass goodbye. another couple songs but we do need to work in a quick commercial break uh so uh you're cool to stick around for a few more minutes yeah absolutely perfect and that segment was brought to you by vortex wear from the gun range to the lake to the bar they've got something for everybody i mean that because uh, i've been living in their apparel this spring they've got a new spring line out by the way how convenient is that but you know those uv protective like fishing hoodies they've got those they call them the sun slayer they've got shorts They've got pants, they've got, you know, rain jackets, the whole nine yards, plus all the awesome t-shirts and caps and hoodies that you have come to love and expect from Vortex. And you'll save 20% off all apparel with that promo code LONESTAR20 
at checkout. We'll be right back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. I wonder if he's proud of me yet. I've got my daddy's name stitched across my chest. Tactical Skeleton Firearms specializes in custom AR-10 firearms. They're best known for their AR-10 308 pistols. Also, dual-caliber AR-10 rifle systems and dual-caliber AR-15 takedown pistols. Tactical Skeleton specializes in custom Cerakoting engraving, and they'll custom laser-cut the foam insert inside your hard gun case. They'll also take on any exotic-caliber build offered on the AR-10 or AR-15 platform. Precision machining and hand-built quality guaranteed by a lifetime warranty? Who does that? Get free shipping on your order when you visit TacticalSkeleton.com today. Cable here for Pulsar. If you're looking for that nighttime optic, whether it's a night vision or, my preference, thermal, mm, man, these things have gotten a lot more affordable over the years. Now, of course, still a pretty penny, but the working man can get into a thermal, can certainly get into night vision. It's a game changer, and nobody does it better than Pulsar. So if you're ready to light up the night, head over to Pulsar NV. Dot com to check out their entire lineup of thermal and night vision optics. Hey, this is Evan Felker with the Turnpike Troubadours. Thanks for listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Well, Lori said a family used to have a little money and they still have life to do. But your daddy don't think I'm fit to sit in the same room with you. And never ever said Turnpike Troubadours bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. We've still got our pal, our old buddy, singer-songwriter, William Clark Green on the line. Uh, He'll tell you he's the world's most average duck hunter. I can't uh, disagree with that, but uh, he does love it and uh, is a kindred spirit. Uh, If you like uh, bird dogs and, and campfires and cooking out and drinking beer, um, well, Will is your guy, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that stuff and uh, hear some more tunes momentarily. This segment, though, proudly brought to you by StealthCam and the DS4K Ultra. It's the best video quality on the market, bar none. And you can find the DS4K Ultra along with their entire lineup of cellular cameras right there at StealthCam.com. Let's pick it back up with our good friend, William. Uh, William, thanks for sticking around, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for mating Gumbo. Yeah, yeah, Gumbo uh, Gumbo, and JoJo get along great, about the yeah, same and, size. And after their interview, let's hop on the phone and do a dog day, because I would love to have her see uh, JoJo work, just so she can kind of realize what why we're doing what we're doing. She hadn't really been in the water yet, so. Yeah, you got to get her wet. We're about we're at the beach right now, and I've got my bumper, and we we're about to see if we can yeah. have some there. So it's just really rough today. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this: musicians who hunt, and I don't know if like being transparent about that is like good for business. Maybe the Texas scene is a little bit buffered by that, but you don't. I don't see a lot of, and it's not just the music industry. A lot of celebrities hunt. And they don't post about it or talk about it really because they don't want their potential fan base to be alienated by the fact that they like to kill and eat things. Um, do you think that, do you think there's some truth to that, that maybe this Texas scene, red dirt Americana scene is, is more insulated uh, just based off of the, the demographic of the fans? 
Yeah, I think you. I think you're. I think obvious. I think that'd be obvious. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think a lot of people don't hunt. Uh, that do things that, like, I think you. I think there's less people that do or play in a genre that you would think that okay, they all hunt and fish, and but half of them are just full of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I never took the Florida Georgia line guys for big hunters, but you know, I mean, half the guys wear the shirt and it's like the old hat, no kettle thing. It's like for me, like I don't even do, I don't do TV shows, hunting TV shows. Like I get asked to do them all the time. Like, dude, when I go, when I have the time to get out to my ranch down in Beaumont or time out to the farm, like man, that's my time. Like that's for me to, to go out there. And last thing I want to do is go out there at the camera in my face or that's, you know, Huntington, that's why I don't like guide, guided trips. Like I want to do it my way. Like I want to, you know, like I want to go, I'll, I want to figure it out where we're going. I want to, I want to have the hunt and like wish we had better. Like my expectations aren't to go out and get a limit every time. You know, half the time we're chasing ducks, you know, like we see a group of pintails on a, on some sort of, and we try to see if we can get permission to go hunt it, you know, and get to talk to the, the rancher or farmers or whatever. Like that's what we did in Lubbock in college. We go, doc, we go talk to farmers for plow legs and, that's the fun part to me. And like, I just, for me, I, I insulate it because it's like, I share everything in my life with my career. And like, this is the one thing I don't have to, you know what I mean? So I love, I mean, me and my buddies, we get in the blind and, you know, there's no cameras, there's no microphones and you mm-hmm. can think, Oh, you want to say, <laughs> yeah. I want to say it too. So uh, it's such a freeing thing to be out in the wilderness and not have that technology around you. It's like, I don't want to bastardize that, you know, around mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you have to watch what you say and watch what you do in every situation in life now these days. So like, I don't want to bring that into that, you know? Right. right. So oh, that makes sense for sure. Uh, but I always do, you know, I like to see, when people are open about it. I mean, you're clearly here talking about it. You post pictures on your, on your, uh, social media stuff that, that you're doing it. Parker McCollum posting pictures of big bucks on his page. And that guy's star is rising like a rocket ship. So, yeah. but he's a genuine deer hunter too. He loves it and lives yeah. in breeze. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not a deer hunter. I, you know, we, uh, I just love, I really, for me, it's really about like, our family property in Beaumont family property in Eastland. Like I just love going out there and uh, I think facilitates this, like, you know, success story that we can have. And we also learn how to cook it, which that helped. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, for me, it's just all, even since I was a kid, it's always just been duck. We've, we've just been a duck hunting family. And, Mm -hmm. and I've got a question for you. Um, Do you think Duck Dynasty destroyed duck hunting? Because I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that they destroyed duck hunting. I think that they put a lot more pressure on public land duck hunting for sure. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And well, yeah, I mean, I would say destroyed is a, a very hard word, but I would say duck hunters back they, when they I, glamorized it for sure. Yeah, there duck hunters were like it wasn't a glorious thing. It was just like, you're, you either came from a duck hunting family or you didn't. And, um, those public land lines are crazy. Mm -hmm. Like we got one next to our family ranch in Beaumont. And like, 
Tito's the, the line to get in at, at midnight will be 13 miles long. Right. And it's, <laughs> I'm just like, where did y'all come from? No yeah. one you give a shit about duck hunting. And, uh, and, and it's like, which I mean, it's great to get more people involved in it. And, but it's also like, man, I don't know what I've noticed is, is it's really the guide services, the guide services just keep going more North. And so by the time they get down to little old us in Southeast Texas, which is the Southest point in America, these birds are so skittish and so shot up. Like there used to be, there not used to be, there used to be no guide services in Nebraska for duck hunting. Mm-hmm. Not up there, you know? Oh yeah. No, um, I mean, it's duck farming. It's big business there. Yeah, for sure. Now it's everywhere. Hey, and, we're uh, going to flood this hundred acre cornfield. We're going to yeah. keep it, keep it open. We're going to pump it to make sure that it doesn't freeze up. And if there's corn there, those ducks aren't ever going to leave. They're not going to get to, to, to Beaumont, Texas. Oh, it's just, and, 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 uh, and I've even heard Arkansas starting to suffer a little bit too. They are. Yeah. And, uh, and it just can't, I mean, why would they <laughs> flood right. like that's like the, that's, you know, and they're yeah. purpose, purposely doing. It. And so that's what's, the flyways are changing to all these little hotbeds and it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's why I don't, I don't think too much about it. That's why I just kind of, and that's why I don't work too hard at duck hunting. Really. Like I'm not trying, like we thought about planting some wild, wild millet in my lake and Eastland, but, uh, it's just like, we just like to go out and hunt. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because the Robertson family, they didn't change who they were for TV. You know, they're just, they're just a duck hunting family, just like your family. And they're just really good at it. And people found them interesting. And, uh, but they definitely changed the landscape of waterfowling for sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, let's do this. Let's talk about Baker hotel. This is your sixth studio album. Uh, you go all the way back to 2008, which means you've got six records and that you and I are getting old. Uh, but maybe, (laughs) but maybe we're aging. Well, I don't know uh what what separates baker hotel from uh your previous work well i wrote a lot of songs with guys that i love their records so mm-hmm. i wrote zane williams wrote a song with max stalling i wrote a song with wrote a lot of the record with uh um uh drew kennedy i wrote uh ross cooper or you know a lot of the record songwriters that are really i'm really fans of like actual fans of their music so typically on a previous record um uh it would just be mainly co-writes with random people and here and there um but also it's for more importantly the biggest difference in this record is time in my life uh the the stepping away from the business from a year and and being able to just a completely different outlook on what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that was just, that's my COVID record. Right. So like mm-hmm. everyone with mentality in a different space and a different, like part that, and that's, that's what it is for me. We also did it here in Texas at, uh, Josh Rado's studio in Stephenville. So that's been the first record we've done in Texas since misunderstood, uh, all the other records we did in Nashville. So, um, which I'm not 100 percent sure I'll ever go back at Nashville after doing doing this one here. I really had a really had a really fun time here doing it here. So, and where's what is Baker Hotel? Baker Hotel is a hotel in Mineral Wells uh, that was built in the 20s, 
and it was probably the nicest hotel in the country. Mm. Uh, at that point, I think uh, there's been like three U.S. presidents that have gone there. Three Stooges used to perform there. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde would, would come in there all the time. Uh, <clears throat> it was a the, the Mineral Wells has a uh, a well in the town that is supposedly has healing properties. So back in the bunch of people who were sick would come there thinking they would get healed. And so they did end up dying in the hotel because they were sick with something that was incurable back then. And so, and, uh, and then throughout the year, I mean, it was a super fancy hotel and throughout the years, it just kind of got dilapidated and switched owners and, and then ended up just going under. So, uh, but it's a gorgeous hotel. The town, the town, uh, it's really been helping the town out. The town is, you know, it's anytime you have a military town, the military leaves the town, those towns have hardships for a lot of years, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so this, re this renovation has really been helping out the town. And also me coming out this record, it's kind of just given them a lot of oomph, you know, mm. and they're dumping about $70 million on a hotel and it'll be done in 2024 and they're restoring it back to normal. So oh, wow. back it's going to be a gorgeous hotel. I think people laugh at me all the time. I think uh, Mineral Wells is going to be the next Fredericksburg. Uh, I think as soon as we get a couple of wineries over there and with that hotel and how nice it's going to be, dude, that town is going to blow up. So, so buy property in Mineral Wells is uh, your I, advice. Years ago, because it's about, about $85 a square foot. And now it's about 130 So it's still pretty damn cheap, but it's like, I mean, $80 a square foot. I mean, that's laughable, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's like, I mean, that's a joke. Um, so, and that's kind of what sparked it was I was, I, there was this mansion there, 5,000 square foot house for sale for $115,000. It was just oh, gorgeous. Wow. It was gorgeous. And, uh, I was like, and I was, my, my house is getting rented out so much. I was thinking about buying another piece of property and to live in. And I was like, well, shoot, if I bought one of mineral wells, I can, and then I, I can let have a mansion for a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the inspection turned up being that it had so many foundational issues and it was a, it was a disaster. So I built out of it, but that kind of got me interested in town and started looking around and did some research and really found hotels is really special. So. Cool. Cool. Well, let's, uh, let's take another, listen to a tune here. Which one do you want to do next? Uh, dude, leave me alone since we kind of sparked on that kind of stuff. Leave me alone is a song I wrote for myself, by myself, to myself. <laughs> nice. Where All right, the let's take a listen. Are the plans you made it should have worked out by now. Another trip on around the sun, and you still haven't figured it out. Maybe it's time that you should find advice from someone else. Here I go on 36, still arguing with myself. Leave me alone, I got it. Leave me alone, ain't nothing worth talking about here. You've been trying to figure it out about 35 years, just leave me alone. Last ten years, 
think we uh, we all feel that way sometimes in life. Just leave me the hell alone, you know? Um, and I'm enjoying the entire record, man, uh, truly. First one since what, 2018 was uh, Herbert Island, I believe. Yeah. Well, we're going to work in our last commercial break. We'll come back, uh, wrap up this conversation, take a listen to one more tune, and let Will uh, go enjoy the beach. That segment of the show brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy and Big and J Whitetail Attractants. We'll be right back on STI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. For my lovely lady mate. Now I ain't the toughest hickory that your axe has ever felt. But I'm a hickory just as well. I'm a hickory all the same. If you're looking to remodel your home, add a deck or arbor to the back patio, redo your fence, or build your dream home from the ground up, look no further than ECR Construction Group. My longtime bow hunting buddy, Josh Brown, is someone you can trust to deliver honest work on time. ECR Construction Group also serves the North Texas area, specializing in roofing, barn dominium builds, painting, and carpentry. So for your next project, call the folks I trust. That's ECR Construction Group at 214-400-1444 or ecrcg.com in the market for a compact track loader then check out the bobcat advantage where bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges whether you're looking for performance advantages uptime protection or quality design bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry but don't take our word for it watch the videos at bobcatadvantage.com or see Bobcat Machines in person at Bobcat of North Texas in Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, McKinney, Paris, and Sherman. Visit BobcatofDallas.com today. I remember it well, I was riding high when I drove you to the lake that starry night. Took a little detour through an open field. Our first taste of how freedom feels in an 87 87 Chevy 4x4, little Zane Williams bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. Uh, we've still got William Clark Green here with us today. And we'll get back into that conversation momentarily. Uh, first, though, apologies if you are tuning into today's show looking for some uh, valuable hunting insights or a golden nugget or technique that was going to turn your hunting season around eh, will is not that guy <laughs> but uh he is a good old boy and a longtime friend and sometimes it's nice to just shoot the breeze and have a light-hearted conversation on the hunting dogs that we love and how average duck hunters we are or are not uh all that good stuff uh so anyway um this segment of the show brought to you by black rifle coffee company america's what just happened? I sound like a hick when I said that. America's America's Coffee Company. Not that I'm not a little bit redneck, but uh, Black Rifle has light, medium, dark roast. They've got all the cool swag. They're, uh, I'm going to say, a little provocative on the uh, the Second Amendment stuff, which I like. I love all their shirts for that reason, because I'm going to wear it, and if you don't like it, I don't give a crap. Sorry. I just don't care about your feelings, uh, but you can... Find everything right there at blackriflecoffee.com and you'll save 20% with that Lone Star 20 promo code at checkout. All right, America. Uh, let's continue the conversation with William Clark Green. So as far as touring goes, 
you're relentlessly back at that. Yeah. Yeah. We're busy and, uh, uh, I've got a kiddo on the way. So, Oh, wow. Congrats. Thank you. Um, and so it's just like, that's going to be a whole new struggle is, you know, it's funny. It's, <laughs> we found out we were pregnant last December and, uh, <laughs> and I duck out a lot in December. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, September till season down in Beaumont kind of sucks. It's pretty hot. You know, it's not that successful. So, and then November is the break and then you come in December, right? In December, we just had so much fun. The weather was perfect. And so I told my wife, I was like, I was like, you know, once the kid comes, I was like, I think December is just going to be like, you know, my month to duck, duck hunt. And, uh, and in my head, I took that as like, I'm giving up September, October, and then December is like, Hey, I'm gonna hit it hard. Like we're going to mm-hmm. knock it. You know, we're not going to deal with like tilty. I'm just like, kind of like, ah, I don't have to do that. And in October, whatever. And, uh, and she took it as I'm taking the whole month off of our relationship to duck hunt every day. <laughs> well, she might not be wrong. So and I'm like, I was like, I was like, I had tried to explain it like, but it wasn't going through here. So I'm really curious how a child in July and then this hunting season and my, all my buddies say I'm completely screwed. Um, but the good news is Eastland is a nice enough place to where it's just nice enough that she's willing to stay there. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I duck hunt a hundred yards away from the house. So, yeah. um, uh, so at least I'll have that, but the Beaumont trips that might be, might be just one or two of them this year. So, mm-hmm. well, you're talking to a guy who hosts a hunting talk show for a living, who got married November 15th, peak of the whitetail rut, had a son on December 31st and twin girls came on November 26th. So I got all the stuff right in the middle of uh, hunting season. The, good news, the bad news is it's a boy because I'm about to deal with him. And I know if he's like me, I just, it's not gonna, it's just, he's gonna be a pain in the ass because I was. And, um, but the good news when I was a boy, I was like, okay, cool. Like if it was a girl, I'd be like, I can always load up with my son and go to the farm. Yeah. I'll always, that's always like, cool. Uh, we're gonna go to the farm today. And, you know, and she'll be like, oh, great. Yeah, y'all get out of here. Like, that sounds great. Like, and it's an hour drive. And like, I'm like, hey, cool. So at least I can always have, because right now, like, man, I, I don't know. I didn't get to go that much anymore. And so like with him, I'm like, cool. You know, we're just going to, hey, we're going to go to the farm today. We're going to go uh, do something, you know. And so, um, and then my bus driver last night, who's from, from Cisco, and we're sitting there and you know, we had the dirt bike conversation the other day. It's like, are we going to get our child a dirt bike? We both, me and my wife both had dirt bikes growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think the side-by-sides are like way more dangerous. I think four-wheelers are way more dangerous than a dirt bike. Uh, And I had to have explained that conversation to her. I've got like big cliffs out there in Eastland. Like it's, this could be a nightmare. So (laughs) I have these conversations and, and, uh, and she's, she's terrified of Eastland because there's a lot of danger. And my damn bus driver comes up. And he was like, man, did you hear about that? And we're literally pulling into Galveston last night. He was, man, did you hear about that kid in, in Cisco? And I was like, no. He's like, he got bit by two rattlesnakes at the same time. And he was only six years old. And I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> Why are you talking? <laughs> oh, not doing you any favors. Yeah. Jeez. 
I was like, Michael, shut up. And then Danny's like, no, I didn't hear about that. Did he die? What's the deal? And because pretty much if you get bit in Eastland, like you're life flighted to Abilene, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, that's, that terrifies me too. We got copperheads and rattlesnakes, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, my buddy got bit on his patio in Seymour. Um, he's a, a duck guide there. Um, and hog guide and just a little baby. It was a electrical storm. He went outside to just look at it and felt this little tap on his foot and looked down and there was like a 12 inch rattlesnake that had just smoked him. And yeah, he was in the hospital for a week. Had, I don't know how many vials of anti-venom. Oh yeah. It was a bad deal. What was the bill? Oh gosh. I, his insurance luckily covered it. Man. But, uh, it was in the, you know, hundred. I can't remember. He told me at one time, I think it was over a hundred thousand dollars. I believe it. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. But copperheads are just as dangerous. I mean, they'll kill you. They'll kill you too. So, mm-hmm. uh, do you have your dogs? And do you have the anti venom on your dogs? Um, this one, not yet. So she'll go to like a snake breaker. Once I get her back, I'll send her to a, a clinic, and um, they'll teach. It's like a snake avoidance clinic where they. How, how long is that? I, so the, the the dog that just died, Bell. I took her to that when she was like one and a half, and I never took her again. I think you do need a refresher course. Um, but just where we were hunting up here in North Texas, it's really just water moccasins and cottonmouths, not a lot of rattlesnakes. But how long did it, the class take? Oh, it's like a one day thing. It's like a half a day. Like, yeah. Oh, it's not a long thing. I didn't do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a good investment for any, any dog that not even just hunting dogs. If you have dogs in the country, like you don't want them to get snake bit. So, but for sure, hunting dogs more likely to come into contact with a, uh, a nasty, uh, no pro. Um, yeah. Fourth hunting, hunting dog club, uh, something that's called something like that. And, uh, I have yet to go to a meeting, but I need to get, I need to get involved with the dog community in Fort Worth just to, just to have the resources really, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just to have the help too, and whenever you start getting the complicated stuff, to have an extra hand would be nice. So, um, yeah. right now I'm in such the basic mode, but such basic mode, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory, you know. So yeah, well, oh, you're doing a good job though uh, to have her uh, gumbo uh, at six months old doing all the things that you mentioned. So you're on the right path, man. Well, let's do this. Let's wrap it up with one last tune. This one is my favorite off the record. It's called Down
Hotel, uh, William. What's the next single going to be? And uh, and do you enjoy going through the songs on a record and, and picking out which ones are going to head to uh, the radio waves? I don't like. I write the record. I write the record. I record the record, and I put it on a table and say, "Here you go." <laughs> like, huh. I really, uh, I really like the business side of things. Like with that kind of stuff, it's kind of like. I don't really know what I'm doing on that stuff. Like I'm just kind of, and plus I don't really want to, um, uh, but yeah, if there is a song that I genuinely believe in, uh, that should be one. I mean, I can make that decision, I guess, but I just typically those songs always end up being singles anyways, you know? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like page, but yeah, I'm not very heavily involved in that. Okay. Aspect. Interesting. Interesting. Well, my friend, it's been great catching up. Congratulations on the uh, the new edition arriving uh, this summer, I suppose. A puppy, uh, a remodel, and a pregnant wife. That's that's my <laughs> t- right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you guys can find William on social media. Obviously, William Clark Green on uh, Spotify or uh, iTunes, wherever you consume your music. Check out the new record baker hotel uh, thanks for the mineral wells history lesson as well yeah it's good yeah, stuff it's a drive through it's not really a town you drop through but if you're heading down 20 just shoot up north 281 and uh and, and just go check it out it is it's and get lunch there it's a cool it's a cool city it's starting to, it's starting to it's starting to buzz around there so and there's some cool bars to go to mine's my favorite's crazy eights uh and uh and it's just a neat little town, man. I'm excited for them. Um, they've kind of had a rough go the last 15, 20 years. Uh, well, probably longer than that. Uh, and they're about to, I see it, and they're about to have an incredible city uh, like it used to be back in the day. It's That hotel is going to bring a lot of attention, a lot of, uh, it's going to be a hip place. I'm excited for them. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, man, thanks again. God bless. And uh, hopefully it won't be a, two years before the next time we cross paths. Hopefully they don't have a pandemic in between either. <laughs> All right. Take care. See you, buddy. So there he goes. The great William Clark Green. Always a treat catching up with Will. Uh, that segment of the presentation brought to you by Numa Outdoors and the new Pathfinder Pant, which you can get in three different solid colors. Uh, absolutely love it. Whether uh, actually wore it out on the lake fishing I guess that was about two weeks ago, and uh, it's breathable, and that's important when it's, you know, we're getting into the uh, mid-90s now here in Texas, so um, 
yeah, you're going to stay cool on it. It's stylish. It's the Pathfinder. You can find it at numaoutdoors.com. Oh, and and they've got a lifetime warranty on all their outdoor apparel. Who does that? Because you're going to it's I mean, you're going to beat this stuff up. You're hunting in it. But they guarantee it. It's crazy, but they do it. Uh, again, numaoutdoors.com. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today. Got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to William. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Old friend, shine like Old friend, you can always call. Old friend, Lord, you can't